Welcome, listeners, to the Dads with Nerdy Ambitions podcast official fantasy adventure, DNA TPK. Come with us on our weekly game of fantasy adventure. With my brother Joe and our friends, we go on quests of laughter, glory, and adventure. Hosted by our GM, TK, and brought to you by the Eldritch Foundry, we invite you to enjoy our epic tale and join us into the unknown world of fantasy gaming. Welcome back to the Dads with Nerdy Ambitions Total Party Kill Podcast. I am your extremely grateful, humble, yet awesome, dungeon-crawling, game-mastering, just all-around great guy, Tyler Philip Keen. If I agree with all that, do I get inspiration? <laughs> you get, yes. You get a, I agree with all that. It was a joke. You're, you folded. Anyway, um... I am joined by our players, Joe. Captain Siggy One-Eyed, um, happier when Tim is not around. Nice. Steve. Tanakh, soul knife rogue, constantly paranoid about every single thing, and I am not an alcoholic. Michael. Hello, I'm Alvin Timbers, and I can't think of anything clever. Fox. Kelly Del Mar, not an alcoholic, but definitely the one who finished five bottles of wine by herself. <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so, recap of last session. You guys escaping off the boat after it was fully sinking. It was a pretty close call there for Siggy and Tanakh as you guys were in the VIP like part of the ship. And you guys were fighting not only normal cultists, but also the leader, it seems, of this cultist who was, very, was pretty powerful. Um, but you guys ended up being able to defeat him and escaped via the glass windows from the helm. You guys shattered the helm windows, grabbed the surviving sailor, the first mate, Micah, getting him onto a rowboat that was detached off the sides of the railings by Trim and Alvin. You guys got aboard the road, the sail, the little rowing boats here, and were able to escape and eventually get to uh, the gardens of Kanmu. You guys noticed that there was a rowboat of cultists that, instead of heading straight to land, went to the southern end of the island. Um, that was kind of stuck out to you. You guys eventually made landfall um, and were approached by the matriarch of this fishing village, Bahamumar, uh, where you guys kind of told everyone what happened and how the uh, supplies that Captain Hooper Rulig was supposed to be delivering are now at the bottom of the sea. You guys said that you would escort the citizens aboard the ship to Morris Torith, uh, the safe capital of the Avatar here on the Gardens of Kanmu, and the other adventuring party of Trim, Gardain, and Hadar, um, they have volunteered to stay behind in Bamumar and protect it from the night raids or attacks by the lizard folk to the south. A couple things that you guys learned in Bamumar is that there were some scouting parties that have noted that several gnomes had been spotted walking in tandem with the lizards of the south, almost as if they were allies. You guys also learned that the avatars are typically like they they are a nation. They're like they're a single body. However, they are split into three clans or families. Um, you have Clan Praxonus, which is known for their martial prowess. Uh, Clan Kembatul, uh, which are paladins, clerics, priests um, that serve Bahamut, and then they're also. Clan Baharush, which are known for their potent arcane and magic abilities. These 
all have several, or they have different like symbols attributed to them. The tabard with the golden claw is Praxonus. Um, a dragon's head in profile, uh, blue, is that of Kembatul. And Clan Baharush's symbol is a red serpentine eye. And that is something I did forget in the last session. But you also know that there are three very distinct locales in the Gardens of Kanmu. You have one, Bamumar, which is where you're at now, the little seaside village here. And then there's also Mora's Torith, which is the Avatar like capital and on the northern end of the island. And then there's Ansicotal, which um, you guys haven't really heard a whole lot about yet. You guys have fully taken your long rest and you guys wake up. It's about 4 p.m., the day of you guys arriving, and you guys are set to do do, what you th do your thing. As everybody's getting up, I want to approach Callie and Alvin. I don't know what this trip is going to hold for us, but it best be prepared. Callie, let me ask you a question. Would you prefer to have better defense or not worry about your concentration as much? I think I'd prefer concentration. Concentration. Okay. Mind sharpener. It's just any clothing you have at all. Uh, the infused item can send a jolt to the wearer to refocus their mind. The item has four charges. When the wearer fails a constitution saving throw to maintain concentration on a spell, the wearer can use its reaction to expend one of the item's charges to succeed instead. Um, the item regains 1d4 expended charges daily at dawn. And then, uh, Alvin... Would you rather have better defense or better damage? Um, I, I like to smack things. Smack things. Okay, um, give me your axe real quick. Okay, here you go. Um, and I'm going to infuse his with enhanced weapon. Enhanced weapon gives you, turns your weapon into a magic weapon, and it gives you a plus one bonus to attack and damage rolls. So, okay, so just so we know that. So what is it you do? What is, Siggy, what do you do as you approach these two to help them with their stuff items and such so i think the seashells that they've collected jokes on you only i have a seashell um i cut the seashells in half the seashell in half i'm sorry it is for the greater good it, but it's adorable now it's like a friendship bracelet when you connect them i think maybe you might get more powerful um and i take my tinkerer's tools and like attach wherever callie wants this half a seashell on can i get um she has like a big old pendant that she's wearing already can you put like a hole in it so she can hang it on her necklace yeah so I'll, I'll do that and then with like some magical ability fuse the other half to alvin's axe okay so yeah it's about 4 p.m beery the matriarch walks in uh so how was your guys's rest are you guys ready to are you guys leaving now or what is the plan? I, I Br Bremen here. Um, you see another avatar that you haven't yet seen, uh, who walks in and he he wears the same gold tabard over his breastplate, and he walks in with a mace, um, like shackled kind of to his belt. Um, Br Bremen here will escort you if if you're ready to uh, go to Morris Torith. How pressing is it that we? How, how quickly well, do we? The, do we have it's, to? Get it's there? not so much about escorting the civilians because I mean they would be safe here too. They'll just be safer in Morris Torith. The real problem is that we need the council needs to know what is happening here. So if you guys go, the sooner the better, because then that means the quicker the supplies will get here, reinforcements, what have you. And I wouldn't send a group of civilians into the jungle with a four-person escort if I didn't think it was safe. Yeah, I've had I've had worse bar calls. Let's go. All right, I'm ready. Are we? So are we taking the civilians with us, or are we just going by ourselves? So it's only certain members of 
the civilians, and it's all people from the boat. So all of the civilian avatars, they're, they're chilling, they're staying here. But members of the civilians that were brought ashore, like the elderly and several, like if they're young, they, they're coming. They're, they're, is Lily they're here? Being, she, is, she is among the party who is going. Her and, her and Gibble. Hello. H- how you doing? Oh, you know, just getting ready to make the trip. I got a new ex. That, yeah, we've got quite a trip ahead of us. Um, I don't know what, maybe if we take a break or something, we could dance or something, you know, if you want. She got a brushes. Wait, I, uh, I'm, I would be okay with that. I don't have any gold anymore, so. Oh, I, I have some. All right, then I'll take you up on that. And I start walking toward the uh, front. Right. I think if we are going, we should head out. I, I agree. Um, yeah, you see Bremen, the um, green avatar, green scaled avatar um who walked in with beery says all right 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 this way um and he very matter-of-factly walks to the front of the party um of a, there's about 30 of you um all right uh i know which way to go so just uh stick with me and we'll get there now the paths are very tight so we're gonna have to do single file here but if you just keep keep a hold of the guy in front of you and we'll keep going we'll stop around i'll say 8 p.m and take a break should we place ourselves strategically throughout the group? I want to be right by uh, Bremen, like in front of every everybody, in case something uh, jumps him. I can be ready to go. So you're in the you're in the front with him. I will stay back. I will take the rear. Siggy, yes, you're you are at the back, um, kind of holding up the rear. The entire time, I want to prepare a reaction, uh-huh. like um, in order, to, like if I think things are getting a little sketchy, I want to be able to summon Nick. Cool. Um, Tanakh, Kali, I'll say, does it doesn't really matter. Uh, one of you guys is like one quarter, the other one's three quarters in. Uh, I'll say, Tanakh, you're a quarter, uh, Kali, three quarters back. So yeah, you guys start walking. Um, immediately, you guys are kind of just struck by the just the dense the density of this jungle. It is extremely dense. Um, you can't walk without. Uh, large palm fronds or uh, like these like leaves like you have to push them out of your way they're real heavy and stuff vines are all over the place um it's not like swampy or nothing but you could tell this was like rainforest like conditions um it's pretty humid here right on the island and as you guys are walking you hear like the bud the buzzing of like large insects that are like trying to like bite you and they're they keep coming in but it's full of life i mean you guys are fully walking into the jungle now and you guys are hearing the screeching of monkeys and birds and maybe like some distant roars of some kind of feline predator um but you guys are fully in the jungle at this point um is there anything you guys would like to do on the walk before we take the break? Is, is there? Well, I have dark vision, so um, can I see any like looks like mushrooms, like, like anything that I can use for small amounts of health? Like, do I see any of these kind of like little fungals that I could eat that would give me a perception check? And I will take that. That'll be a eighteen. You do see some fungal growth and um, different colored berries. I'll say you say you see two different kinds of berries and you see one kind of fungus. Give me a medicine. Give, give me a medicine check. Twelve. Uh, you don't recognize either of the berries and the fungus. You can't be certain like it might be edible. It kind of resembles something you grew up 
around? I'm going to put them like little bits in small little satches, uh, satchels that I have. Just a little bit of each, like maybe just like a hand and some satchels and put it in my pocket and save it for later. Okay, so yeah, you have three little satchels of two, the two berries and the mushroom. Anyone, anyone else? Can I, um, am I close enough to see Tanakh? going through the uh, the berries and roots. Between being single file and just the sheer amount of like vegetation, nah. Okay, similarly, can I possibly do a like a medicine check to kind of like look and see if there are any, I wanna, I wanna see if there's anything in the forest like as we're walking, but that has specifically like any medicinal properties or any helpful properties like that. Okay, uh, sure. Uh, give me, for, we'll, we'll do the same thing we did with the snack. Go ahead and give me a perception check followed by a medicine if you find anything. Well, that's a five on perception, so I'm guessing I don't find anything. You you do see large, the large, like, fungal caps sticking out of trees. Okay, then, all right, that's not bad. What does a 15 thing on medicine think about those? Those, they're not poisonous, but they will mess you up. I also want to do something strategic like everybody else did. All right, what's up, Alan? What, what was the, uh, the guy in front's name again? Brimen. Um, I want to ask him what his uh, favorite part of the capital is. My, my favorite part of the capital? Oh, oh, kid, where, where do I start, man? Okay, so what's not to love, right? I mean, first off, it's the capital of the Avatars. It's our home. It's like our home. And it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Um, so, okay, here, I'm going to, I'll tell you the story of M- Morris Torith, okay? So, Morris Torith, which is the capital of ours, of the Avatars, it used to be a, vacal- a, vo- a volcano. Um, but it is now a volcanic crater. The volcano is now long since dormant. It's not, it's dead, right? The volcano is not coming. But the really cool thing is while it was still active, legends say that it was home to an ancient gold dragon. And the the gold dragon of the time when the avatars came to Zolver, the gold dragon actually watched over the avatar race as a protector. Um, when we first arrived on Zolver through, through, through the Marginalia, you know, the Marginalia connects all the worlds. Well, when we came from our home world to here and we made Zolver our, our our home, we were very weak. Uh, we were a weak race. Well, this gold dragon saw a lot of us and it and watched over us and protected us in times of peril. So that's where the name comes from, Morris Torith. Um, their dragon's name was Morris, and it, it watched over us. Um, so it's beautiful. It's this huge volcanic cr- crater made of pure, like, ebony black obsidian. Many of the buildings are carved out of the rock itself. Really neat. Um, I would say my favorite place about it, though, would have to be the zip lines. You gotta go on the zip lines. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I'll have to try that. Um, what happened to the dragon? We didn't. No one knows. So the legends, you know, and again, you know, this was like six thousand years ago. Legends say, legend says that eventually it just died, but that its spirit lives on in the in its in its people. Again, le- legends. That's just it's just myth. Um. But if you probably talk to the priests of um, Clan Kembatul, they, they're they the ones who are all, you know, religious and hoity-doity. They have thoughts about all that so- nonsense. Sounds awesome. I'd like to see the dragon. The zip lines, though. D- dragons are cool, right? But zip... Dude, these zip lines go from one end of the crater to the street level on the bottom of the crater. You know how fast you go? S- seven. Faster than seven. Listen, the last time we had a visitor that was actually 
like wanted to go on this. It was a human, right? This guy was like, oh, I'm a daredevil. I'm so cool. He went on the zip line. His body isn't scaled like ours, right? He's, he's not hard like ours. This guy slammed into a wall. He exploded. This guy exploded. Now, normally us, us avatars, we just get knocked out. This guy, he exploded, man. It was, it was bad. It was not great for tourism. Siggy definitely can't hear this, obviously, but one of his hobbies is zipline and he's dying inside and he doesn't understand why. <laughs> so, you know, we've had to put a, a disclaimer on the front. So caution may explode. Yes, they do have, we do have breaks now. So just be, just break if you go on it be ready for that don't go full speed right and what if i fall off oh no you won't fall off you're, you're strapped in buddy oh okay all right uh like a seatbelt, uh, a safety feature yeah, it's, it's a safety harness yeah yeah no the only way you're falling out out falling out of that is if you cut yourself out and trust me you don't okay that reminds me there was this other time right so like way before this other guy who exploded this other guy thought oh i'm gonna be really cool and I'm going to cut out myself out. He was a monk. He thought, oh, I could slow fall. Oh, yeah, it's only like 200 feet. He cuts himself out of this thinking he's going to slow fall or whatever these monks think they can do. He, he explodes. He hits the ground and he explodes. You can't slow fall 200 feet. He exploded. Crazy. Uh, just so I could get an accurate number here. How many people have exploded on this? Ah, uh, it takes a second. We had two last year. I think that puts us up to seven. Oh, I can't wait to try this. It sounds awesome. It's so much fun. You're going to love it, kid. And it, at the bottom, they have like food and like games. It's it's a whole thing. Real real tourist. You'll like it. It's fun. I survived the zipline like uh, shirts <laughs> and whatnot. <laughs> sure say I didn't explode. A hundred percent one of us will be dying on this. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, you guys keep walking, uh, and it's very tiring. About 8 p.m. rolls around, and the sun is, like, fully gone down by this point. You could tell um, there are a couple breaks in the canopy above. You guys can see the stars above you, but it is still pretty dark. Um, and it's it's 8 p.m. at this point, and just to give everyone a, a seasonal kind of calendar here, we're, like, mid-summer, um, so it's... Very hot, very humid here. 8 p.m. rolls around and Bremen kind of holds the group and it kind of opens up into a small clearing. It looks like this is a normal kind of breaking point or a little camping spot for not tours, but like for parties to stop and take a break here. Um, I need everyone here to give me a nature or a perception check. Dirty 20 for nature. Nat 20. I also got a nat 20. Two nat 20s. I got a seven on perception. Okay. Um, so you don't notice this. Um, but as everyone kind of gathers together and they all sit down, um, no one has like packs or anything. Uh, they left the majority of their luggage back there. They knew it was going to be a hard trip. Um, so they all kind of sit down in this like sandy soil with two nat 20s and a dirty 20. I'll say you guys you three all kind of spot this off on the left side of the path. Um, so you guys were heading like due, due west into the gardens of Kanmu on the Western side of this path, this clearing, um, you two that rolled perception checks, you notice it looks like something you see, like almost what looks like a stone wall covered by like vines and stuff with the dirty 20 nature. You could tell that, with the way the trees and everything have grown in a certain area that you're looking at, they've it's grown around something. 
Um, and whatever it is, it looks to be like it's only one story tall. I'm not saying that it is anything dangerous. It's just you, maybe, maybe Tanak, you could scout. Yeah, I'll go do that. Um, so I'm going to go scout it out, this uh, area. So are you, tell, tell me what you're doing. Uh, so it, it's a wall, right? And there's a bunch of vines and stuff on Yes. It. Uh, once you get closer, it, yes, it looks like it, it is a wall. But as you're kind of near like maybe a corner, it looks like a building, like a rectangular building here. Fully overgrown. Fully overgrown. I'm going to, is anybody else paying attention to me walking over to the building? I'll say the members of your party. Otherwise, everyone else is kind of just hanging out. I'm going to uh, stealthfully walk around the building, see if I can, or this, this square thing and see if I can find an entrance into it. Uh, I'll do, uh, actually before, as I get near it, I'm going to pull out the wand of secrets and then, uh, just kind of see if it starts going off. Um, can you read again? Can you read me the language of that again, real quick? Do you mind? The wand has three charges while holding it. You can use an action to expend one of its charges. If secret doors or traps are within 30 feet of you, the wand pulses and points to the nearest, the nearest one to you. So you point your wand and it doesn't point to any hidden doors or anything um like on the outside but it does point to one of the like kind of the corner so if you're standing in the clearing say and you're looking at what we thought at first was a wall it points to the rightmost corner um but not like the straight corner kind of in like inside that's the only thing it picks up how far uh Alvin and Siggy from me. Uh, I don't know. We're how close are you guys to him? I probably haven't moved since we like since we decided to go look it. at it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. As soon as I saw something interesting, and I saw Tanak go to check out something interesting, I sprinted after him. So I'm probably like right there. So yeah, you guys are you guys are all together about 15 feet away from this wall. Hey, uh, Alvin, you see that corner right there? Right. Yeah. Go touch it. Okay. Can I magic first? I am going to. If you guys want, I can do bless, which is not gonna. It's not gonna help ability checks, but it does help saving throws if something pops off, and then also if you end up having to attack something. I have I have one. I can do one person. Ah, uh, sure, I'll do it. So, Steve, you have guidance. So until. The spell ends for your ability checks. You can roll a d4 and add that, and then it then ends. But you get one. What really stands as odd to you is in one particular place there is a symbol carved into the the rock face. Um, to the right of that, you also notice an emptiness, a, a door. So that's like fully has vines over it. Um, so it is like fully overgrown. You'd have to like cut through the vines to get to be able to enter this building. I don't know if this will apply, but is isn't it's not rogues rogues. It's something that you can understand. Um, other thief symbols. Thieves can't. Thieves can't. Oh, thieves can't. Yeah. Thieves can't. Yes. Do you have that? Yeah, it also might be worth giving it a try. You have learned Thieves Can't, a secret mixed message of jargon, code, yeah. This symbol is not Thieves Can't. Would I recognize it as one of the ro giant runes? Give me a history check. I'll say, I'll say Tanakh points it out. If any of you guys would like to make um, history checks on this, you, you may. Well, I, I did get a 7, including my D4, so... I got a 21. I also got a 21. So you both of you, once you guys pull away the vines here and you guys look at the symbol, this what the symbol is, it looks like it's um, like a sphere with like a curtain or like a sheet over it, which is very, stands out as odd to you. But then you guys remember, you recognize this. It's 
It's a symbol that is very rarely used, and it actually belongs to an ancient order of adventurers who used to work as like international extraplanar peacekeepers, often working outside of the confines of the law of where wherever they might be. So essentially, like I guess the easiest thing would to maybe compare to would be like the Avengers. Like they, this order is called the uh, Curtain Society. Sorry, the Curtain Society. Um, and what the society used to stand for is simply protecting Zolver from extraplanar threat and the malevolent um, that would like on a large scale imbalance the world. However, the loss of the Marginalia really affected their order um, pretty pretty severely um, because a lot of people thought the Great Tear was partly on their fault, like maybe they had something to do with it since they're so affiliated with extra planar that perhaps they caused it somehow, you know, meaning to or not, a lot of people blamed the Curtain Society for what happened um, for the Marginalia loss as well as the Great Terror. So their their extreme decline, if any, they're really nothing more than stories at this point because the, the, they were huge 1400 years ago. They're, they are little more than stories at this point. And if anyone still upkeeps their traditions it is in secret it's it's not a good thing to walk around and be associated with the current society because a lot of people they're not really they're thought of as bad um and many blame them for the great terror but there is very little evidence to this it's just like one of those things like blame it we're going to blame someone what caused this the ignorant thing to do is blame the easy easy current society um you said that it was there's like vines and stuff holding this up um no like it's it, i mean like blocking it yes and stuff. yes sorry this seems worth checking out if this has the cut in society symbol i can cast a firebolt and try to clear some of these vines Hey, Callie, why don't you use that uh, rapier I gave you and cut those and I'll it go down this It just seems like yeah, if there yeah, is a trap, <laughs> then maybe we don't want to have somebody physically hit it. I mean, I just kind of used my wand of secrets and was detecting and it just showed me the rock. Can I whack it with my mace, please? Uh, Callie, you hit it. Uh, it takes a little bit because it is a bludgeoning weaponing, um, but you get through the vines and you guys are looking into a really dark one-story building uh not that it matters and but dark vision that's two of you correct so you guys can see a little bit better than everyone else um you look in uh the two of you without i have i have dark vision oh you do i'm sorry um i'm high half elf who has the night vision goggles they're um <laughs> oh my so, god uh, <laughs> so funny story about the night vision goggles boys very well I am going to pull a torch out of my back and light it. With the light and with all those of you with dark vision, you look in and it's a large room and it looks like it may at one point served as a barracks. Um, just because you see a lot of like um, cots and everything and like bedrolls, you do notice that even in the dark with the shadows dancing on the floor um, are several corpses. They've, it looks like they've been there for a while, but there are corpses. Immediately, Siggy jumps into loot mode. Okay. Anyone else? I would like to look at the corpses, but not for the motivation of looting them, but more looking, um, and I can do a medicine check if I need to, but kind of looking for cause of death. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Give me a medicine check if you like. Um, I'll say it's a pretty low DC, though. It's it's not crazy. Um, Good, because that's a 12. Um, some of them, you can't be too sure. 
but clearly like martial we weapons of war caused it. So like several, you see several of the skulls are shattered, like they've been hit by something very hard. Um, but because they're bones, if, if any of them had like stab wounds, you couldn't be too sure. But you do see like broken bones and everything among the remains here. Uh, Alvin, um, Tanak, what do you guys up to? I'm gonna stand guard at the door just in case. Cool. Tanak? Uh, because I see uh, Siggy going to run and loot the skeletons that we just found on the ground, uh, I'm going to go into stealth mode and just kind of like look around the. It's, is it all one, just one, like a small 10 by 10 space kind of thing? It's not 10 by 10. It's more like 20, like 20 standing from the door to the opposite wall, and then maybe, maybe 40 like left to right width. Since he's touching the corpses and everything, and I, I just, I'm going to go into like stealth mode and kind of like hide in the corner just to, just in case they pop up. Okay, cool. Um, Oh, I uh, rolled a 26. Yeah, you're hidden. Um, Siggy, um, you do notice that on several of these corpses, um, there are like a few pieces of gold here and there. Um, I'll say like directly surrounding like where you first entered, there are three and there are seven pieces of gold. Um, but they're all they are wearing like old rusty armor and stuff. Like you see one of them has like rusty chain like a rusty chain shirt um and but then the, several of the others are wearing no armor like it looks like you can't be certain if they're two separate uniforms or if one of one of them is like the leader or something yeah that kind of sticks out to you as odd and then with the torch out you notice in the corner far to your right um nearest the wall like hugging the wall is what looks to be like a um like a like a room, like a separate room. Siggy's kind of on a one-track bind right now without really saying anything. I'm just going to, like, kind of wander into that other room. Um. So, yeah, you, you approach um, this door. I'm going to stealthily follow him behind because I'm watching him. Uh, yeah, I will I will follow after them. Cool. So it's it's a very small, like, room looking from the outside. Um. So you were there for Siggy. You pull up to this door and directly like in front of that on the ground in front of you is a like skeletal remains with a net over it um and as you look up you could tell that maybe they had triggered some kind of trap and a net had fallen on them um but why there's why they like died there you can't be too certain um and then there's the door directly in front of you um and you could tell that Whatever's on the other side is a very small room. It's only like maybe five by five. Well, first things first, what's the quality of this net? Oh, it's old. It's old and like, yeah. Gotcha. It's rotted. Yeah. Everything in my bones is like telling me to cast detect magic, but I have a negative one wisdom. So I'm going to just open the door. The door kind of swings on rusty hinges. Um, Go ahead. Give me a perception check. For all, I guess... Uh, Tanak, you can as well in Cali because you're there with him. Uh, eight. Seventeen. Dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. Okay. So Siggy, what what you see ahead of you is a small, somewhat cramped, what looks to be like a commander's office. Like maybe this was the office of the commander of the barracks here, who whoever resided here. Um you, you see a desk, and that's pretty much it. With the seventeen or what have you, and the dirty twenty, Callie, 
and you, Tanak, you notice above the desk on the opposite wall, like above it is a, a coat of arms. It's like, it looks like it was carved of um, like solid wood. It's typical like coat of arms. It's a large wooden shield looking. And on the front, not stamped, but like welded almost into it, uh, like bolted, I guess would be the right word, bolted onto the front of this wooden shield is a symbol of an iron rose. Um, and then sticking out of, like, diagonally from the coat of arms is a gilded-handled rapier sticking out of it that, like, goes into the shield, and then, like, the blade end of it comes out the opposite end. Um, so another thing you guys notice um, in the dim light cast by the torch, on the desk um, is, like, you could tell are very... It's the wood is clearly been stained by, you could imagine, probably blood, large pools of it. And as, as you notice that, you notice that there is like this person or this like skeletal remains that are, um, they're like on their knees, like kind of like leaning on with their, with their like one arm on the desk and sticking out of their skeletal hand is a broken blade that's like pinning his pinning the skeleton's arm to the top of the desk and on its like dry road dry rotted clothing is um an arrow sticking into the back of it with a note attack like it's like it's like someone stabbed an arrow into the back of this guy with a note on it i'm gonna go read i'm gonna get as only as close as i have to to read the note Okay, so you, you push in. Tanak, what are you doing? I'm going to attempt to pull the rapier out of the uh, coat of arms. Siggy? Okay, um, I'm going to start searching through the desk. Um, so we'll, we'll start off first with... Actually, you know what? Let's do this the really fun way. I'm going to roll a d4 too. All right, uh, we're going to start with you, Siggy. Um, you look at the desk, and there's only like one drawer. It's kind of like where like his legs would go. Um, you notice that there is a lock. It's it's locked. Um, and the lock looks eerily familiar. Like, grab my chest familiar? As sneakily as I can do this, I'm going to, like, bend down and kind of awkwardly put my chest up against the lock and, like, stick the key in and trying to hope and nobody notices. Give me a deception check, and we'll say it's going to be opposed by your guys' passive perception, because you guys aren't looking for this. I, I got a three. Okay, he's doing something funky over there. Um, you can't be too Just certain. checking under the desk for traps and stuff. Um, you get down there, you pull, pull your iron pedal out, you put it into the lock, and it twists, and you feel the tumblers move, and you hear it click. And the drawer, like, lid, like, uncomes. And as it kind of falls down on, like, the hinges, you could see that on the back of the lock um, is a needle trap. Like, so if you if you would have tried to just, like, go and grab it um, and, like, force it open, um, you would have been stabbed by a poison needle. Oh, wilds, you crafty. I'm saying this very quietly. Wilds, you crafty man. Um... Uh, yeah, if I if it's easy to disarm, I'm gonna disarm it and then like try to open up the the uh, drawer. You disarm the trap, um, and the drawer opens up, and the only thing in there is a small, little like wooden black box. Okay, I'm gonna grab it, um, and then I'm gonna 
try to stealthily grab this out. Can I do like some kind of sleight of hand or something? Sure. You can, yeah, go ahead, give me sleight of hand. Um, 15 plus 4, so 19. Okay. Um, I'll say it's opposed by their passive perceptions, which isn't that. So you're able to stealthily get this wooden box. Um, Callie, what does the note say? Callie, Callie reads it out loud. Um, the note says it's written in common. Um, by a hand that looks pretty pretty skilled, to be honest. Um, attacked by, but where the name should be is like a thumbprint, a bloody thumbprint. So whatever the name was, looks like it's was accidentally covered, um, as whoever put this note here accidentally smudged it. Um, attacked by, period. Those of us remaining fled. Um, and then below that, like below that, like a separate paragraph, where the western arrow struck the western serpent you will find the door the door is to be unlocked by the northern eye stolen back from the southern raider right so the arrow is probably the arrow in the guy's back or the hand he has an arrow in his back and a broken sword in his hand in his arm what's on the what's on the sword is there any like decals on the sword on the coat of arms sword yeah um, so when you when you go to pull out the rapier, um, you feel the whole coat of arms move, but the rapier feels like it's pretty stuck in there. Like you would have to pull the coat of arms down to be able to get it out. Can I take the coat of arms off to look at it? Absolutely. Um, so you pull the coat of arms down, you turn it around, um, and on the back, kind of carved into the back of it, almost like, um, I don't know what an artist would call it. Um, kind of like leave, you know how like on paintings you'll see like, um, they'll like put their initials or something. Um, on, on the, on the back of this coat of arms, wood burned into the back of it, um, so as to not deface the front of it, which is supposed to be shown. So on the back, uh, wood burned into this coat of arms is, you see... Um, the four cardinal directions, north, west, east, south, um, but, like, you only see, like, the tips of them, because directly, like, on the front of it, the, the main bulk of the image here is that of a compass, and in the center of the compass is a heart. Is there something in there about a heart? It's, like, it's, it's, it's an, it's the image. Am I standing close enough to see that? Um... You were... He's on the other side of the desk, so unless he shows you currently, no. I'll show it to the... Because honestly, I was I was going to show it to everybody. Um, anybody recognize this, this symbol? I recognize the symbol on the front. I recognize the symbol on the back, so... This is the... The symbol... Siggy, is this your, your ship? This is my... This is the Iron Rose. This is clearly meant for me. I think the heart symbolizes that uh, Wilds loves me. I'm not sure that's correct, and she... Basically moves the she moves the shell and like that's on her necklace and she has a carved wooden pendant that is a compass with a heart in the center. Exact same image. You guys are looking at the exact same image. All right, Callie, what does this mean? Were you sent on the quest by Wilds as well? I don't know any. My this was carved for me before I before I left. This is my, my dad made this for me, and then it sort of became a holy symbol. I'm not. I'm not sure that you can call it that, but that's sort of what it became. Is it? I'm sorry. Is, so is this a is this a wood carving or is it an actual like indentation? Yes. So yeah, it looks like it was wood burned into it. Okay. So it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be something where I. I mean, I can. I can. I'm not sure if it'll. If I and she kind of pantomimes picking up and pressing it into the wood. I'm not sure if that'll actually. 
What 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 are you, what are you doing? What, what, why? I, I'm not sh- I'm not sure if it'll if I put them together if it'll do anything. It's worth a try. Go ahead, and I and I hold it up. Alvin, Alvin, I think you should come in here. Um, you could tell even by looking at it, the wood burning of it isn't fit to like actually hold something. Okay, it's just More the just, same symbol. Just the image, yes. Can I look at my necklace and see if there is anything? Sure. Um. Yeah, Alvin, you you walk in. Um, yeah, what what are you looking for here? I've looked plenty of times, and I've seen it in the mirror, and I've seen the front of it at all. Can I look for anything on the back or around, like the edges, or any sort of like any detailing that I wouldn't have noticed previously? Yeah, um, go ahead and give me. I'll say with advantage because this is yours. Uh, either a perception or an investigation, whichever's better. And it's a dead guy in here. That is a 10. No, the, the image looks the same to you. There's not much difference here. Before we do anything, before anybody's taking anything, there's a note on this guy. This could be a hint. So before we figure out who gets what, let's figure out what's on this uh, this letter here and see if that coincides with this room. I, f- I forgot to mention it. On the bottom of the note, it is signed Wilds. I'm going to... Maybe we, this is not the best place to do this. Um, I'm going to grab the note. Um, can I rip the dagger out of the hand? So it's broken. It looks like... You see like where the hilt was broken off the blade. Um, so there's there's nothing on the hilt. Uh, that's mostly what I was concerned about. No, there's nothing on the hilt. It, do one final sweep and maybe... I don't think this room has anything to do with it. I think we should pick this up later i don't i don't see a broom i'm sorry i'm happy to help sweep but i don't see a broom anywhere that's okay we're not going to clean this up and i hand him the uh coat of arms and say here you you hold this i run out of the room can i look at that box yeah absolutely yeah um at this point um bremen has gathered everyone up all right uh, all right guys um give back in marching order we're gonna head back out we're, uh, we'll we'll be we have about six hours of marching out of us. I, I'm going to go back to the, the rear and um, look through this box. Yeah, you guys get back in your spots. Um, Siggy, you open the box. Um, it has just a little tiny latch, not locked or anything. You open it, and inside is a large, like, opalescent gem. Does this have any significance, like, specifically being opalescent? Um, not to you or to anything Wilds has ever told you. So looking at it, you're just like, okay, this is kind of a fancy gem. Now, the thing is, is it's completely spherical and very, very smooth to the touch. Like, um, like almost like a marble, but it's like the size of your palm. It's very large. Um, and kind of like translucent, like a milky white. But go ahead and give me, I want to say a perception check. As you look at this. That is going to be a natural 15 plus 1, I believe. Perception is, yeah, 16. As you were opening the lid and that you first saw it, um, in that split second that you saw the opalescent gem, for a second, it looked like it was looking at you. Um, eventually, Brimen leads you guys up to a point where you guys are heading not like straight vertical, but it's a pretty intense like steep incline um and you guys have to help a lot of the elders this last final stretch and eventually you guys reach the top of this ridge uh you guys all gather there on this like bluff and you guys are peering into this large crater 
that houses a city, and you see that there are houses and buildings carved out of the very walls of this crater, and you do see some zip lines kind of crisscrossing across different levels of the crater. As you look down into Morris Torith, you have reached the Avatar capital of the Gardens of Kanmus, and you guys are now level five, or four rather, sorry. That is where we end the session with the party getting to Morris Torith. Catch us next time where someone's going to explode into a wall. <laughs> <laughs>you for listening to this week's episode brought to you by the elders foundry the go-to custom miniature company as always please like subscribe follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and if you are listening to us on audible or apple please remember to rate and review we're also on instagram and facebook so please like and follow us at dna pod and twitter at nerd dna pod and on twitch at nerd dna podcasts